Basketball is my life. I have nothing else. This is incredible. This is the best yeah. game before I've ever heard. Shooters. That's, that's what we do. Shooters, a basketball podcast. Let's go. And welcome back. Season 2, Episode 6. And this is an exciting one because Round 1 of the NBL is complete. NBL is officially back. We got winners, we got losers. We can discuss how teams are looking at their full potential and power. It's an exciting time, Darren. How has your week been? It's been great. What's what's not to like it? Like you said, opening round, it's where you can overreact on things. You can you can do anything you like because it's a first taste. It's a first look at all the teams, all you guys out there. Um, so it's exciting. Basketball's exciting. Um, life's good as well. Just about to move house. So some good things happening. Well, tell us, tell us a little bit about the moving house. Have you got the keys? When do you move in? What's, your, what's the furniture options? How are you feeling about it all? <laughs> we do need to upgrade some furniture options, I think. But, you know, that's in time. You've got you to put some priorities first, get a fridge first, that kind of stuff. But um, we, did get, we did get the keys, but our big move isn't until like 10 days away. So, oh, yeah. you know, we're slowly doing stuff, slowly cleaning, but it's exciting. Like, change, I'm, I'm always like a man of routine. Like, I like routine, but change is good, so... Um, yeah, it's good. It's exciting. Has there, the, the most important question, is there a dedicated studio room for you uh, in the new house? The, the study area has like, it's increased. It's like a, more of an open, uh, open room now. So yeah, we'll see how I, once I have a new backdrop, you can, you can comment on it and see how I do. We were just discussing um, Jack upgrading his full, like, it's basically like a YouTube studio type goal, which sounds exciting. So I'm going to have to upgrade my gear as well just to match it. But uh, no, um, no pressure, no pressure. I got a deal order last night, $300 worth of lighting because as I was just explaining to Darren pre-podcast is I'm about to be back in the YouTube space, just making some content with Anthony Dreamick and having some fun there. And, you know, technology is always fun to purchase. Uh, the camera... <laughs> that I want. I have a goal on my camera. It's a $4,000 camera, but my goal is I'm not allowed to buy it until the YouTube makes me that money. So might be a long goal, but it's a goal that I'll reinvest every cent I make back into it. So $4,000 camera, that's what I'm working towards. I love that. What camera is it? Do you know the model? Oh, it's like a CR compact, like I something, something. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds right. I can, I can, I can show you after. I can't remember exactly on the name, but I've got it saved on my phone. I was just curious, but enough about me. How's the all week been? How's it good to? How's it feel to get out? Get out there. We'll obviously cover the games, but first we hit out. What else have you been doing off the court, away from basketball, if anything? Mm, well, we're straight back into it. So I don't have much going on in my life that is outside of basketball anymore. So we got a, a rude awakening of welcome back to the NBL. So we lose to Perth, but we'll discuss that later, and then. Uh, Friday night, red eye, back to Melbourne. So we flew out that night, straight from the game, showered quickly to the airport, uh, 12.30 a.m. The flight ended up being delayed too, which was 2.30 at home. Uh, and then we landed in Melbourne at uh, 6 a.m. to where we needed to wait around for another two hours to fly back to Hobart. So the, most of the weekend was recovering from that. You know, you're a bit sore, a bit tired, but then got some shots up on Sunday, straight back into it, Monday practice, Tuesday practice, Wednesday, Thursday practice, and you're preparing. The NBO is rolling. You know, we're playing one and a half, two games a week, and so... I don't have much going on outside my <laughs> life other than focusing on that next game, reviewing the last one, and uh, trying to get some wins for this beautiful club, Jack Jumpers. 
Mm, sounds pretty cruisy, just grinding like all days basically, but that's that's your life now. That's what that's the life you chose, but um no, nah, it's cool. It's it was obviously good to have um NBL back in general. Um before we jump into that, I just wanted to touch on Lauren Jackson returning to the WNBL at 42 years old. I didn't know. I, I kind of assumed she'd just keep going on because if she played last season and she was probably like, "Hey, I can still do this," but it's still crazy to put into perspective. So I just wanted to touch on that quickly. No, that's a, that's a good one there because that's unbelievable. Well, we're going to actually be doing a new little layout this season. So how we're going to be doing it, Darren, is we're going to be breaking down some game recaps. So we're going to be going through the games, talking about what we like, what we don't like. Then, you know, people love the hype up. So we're going to be talking at the end of that something individual, something we liked about the week. Doesn't always have to be basketball specific. We keep it for the grateful for. And then we want a bit more involvement from the listeners, you know. So we're going to end with some listener questions, some comments, talk about the uh the little competition we've got going on because you know round one's just finished so we're looking to get you guys a bit more involved in that there but we are excited to talk about these games so darren would you like to start us off with melbourne versus southeast melbourne i would love to because that was the so 28th of september was my settlement date and the date of the opening season so well the opening game of the season so it was a big day all around but um i had to you know choose some i had to have some priorities and choose them correctly so i chose the house and didn't go to that game um but it was fine because my brother was actually there um he was shooting some photos for melbourne united which is quite funny because the amount of he was saying the amount of people that walked up to him in the arena and was just like g'day darren how you going or something and there was a fair few times where so my brother michael he had the chance to correct him uh whoever the person was a fair few times but there were some examples where it was just too quick so he was just like i didn't even like i couldn't even tell them that i wasn't darren so there was some puzzled uh puzzled faces around the arena but i found that quite funny but we're used to that we're identical twins by the way for anyone who's wondering why the hell we're getting confused but just a little side note on that game that was uh it was amusing to hear about from both ends well, not to make it a competition, but was that a subtle flex to say in that Melbourne arena, you are the more famous brother? You know, the podcast is growing the brand. They know the man behind the camera and uh, people are excited to see you at these games. I don't know, maybe. It is, a, it is a, the games are a nice little sort of socializing thing sometimes, just the faces you see around. But I did say to him, don't embarrass the Barker name on, on my turf. So he didn't, he didn't do that because, I don't know, I, the content he, he shot was good as well, but... That, yeah, anyway, back to the game, shall we? Um, obviously, Melbourne United got it done, but um, I think everyone was talking about like the aggressive Daly, um, just him taking on a more scoring approach this season, and it was, it, it, it was clear straight away. I think he had like a 17-point first quarter, and then uh, uh, if that's true, I think he had 17, and then I don't think he scored the rest of the game, but they didn't really need him. So, um, yeah, that was my main takeaway from that game, but um, Scotty Pippen was in the house as well. I know. I think if anyone follows the NBL, they knew that Scotty Pippen was in the house. <laughs> How about uh, good old Gay? He's getting a little touchy-feely with him on the side, you know, a little shoulder grab here and there. I know there was, there was some laughs about that, but I tell you what, they did make a great combo on the commentary, and uh, it was cool to see him down here and, and uh, you know, supporting the, the great game of, of basketball in the NBL. I would like to touch on real quick about the, the Melbourne United because, uh, you know, you've got to give a shout-out to our, our podcast mentors and Benny air of southeast melbourne was playing well he's a defensive looks defenses look like it's improved incredibly this year he's looking quick on his feet you know full court picking up 
He's jump shot. He's hitting that little like left, right jab into the shot, coming off those picks, looking and searching for that shot, and it's going down well. And he's playing some some really good basketball. We'll touch on the next Southeast Melbourne game in the same week, but but he carried that form over, and and Benny Ayer's looking good right now. Brisbane, Adelaide, eighty six. Brisbane seventy one. Adelaide, Adelaide came out storming. Uh, up first in the first quarter, but Brisbane looks good this year with a with a team ran by Sobi. He's a powerhouse. He had that beautiful crossover to that baseline dunk. He's looking good, and then they've got some size in all areas. Their five men can rebound, run, move well, and and they they they're going to be a good team this year. Uh, did you get to watch that one yourself? Yeah, I did. I did. It was. Um... Oh, that was kind of on and off, but I, yeah, I, I try to watch as much as I can, but um, I already heard people like talking about the culture and like the different vibe around Brisbane, which is, I guess, the credit to Justin Shuler and all the all the guys like there, D-Mac and um, the front office and all that stuff, because they obviously had a bit of a, you know, not so great year last season, but people are already talking about sort of like, and I felt it watching it as well, and even like the Blitz, I kind of trust that team a lot more than I did last season, even though it was round one and only we got to see round one and Blitz games, but hey, one of one. Pretty good start. Um, did anyone catch your eye besides from... I found um, I found Rocco Zakarski quite funny. He literally entered the game for 30 seconds and made two highlights. And, of course, we had to hype it up on NBL socials and stuff. But, you know, it, it, and Brisbane fans already love him. So it's, it's good to see regardless. No, it is good. I mean, this is what we talked about in an earlier podcast. It's hard to find minutes in the NBL. I mean, you have a roster of 13, 14 guys. And there's a lot of winning habits that people won't understand that takes time to build and so the highlights are always good he had a put back dunk in about three seconds which was unbelievable and and there's no doubt in my mind he's going to be a great player but the nbl is a tough place to find minutes consistently and i think that could become the story of the next stars this year how hard it is to consistently find minutes in a winning program yeah, it's so true. It's so true. Um, and speaking of, we're, we're going to jump into your game, Perth-Tassie. Um, I will say, so the first two games of the round that we just touched on, um, this one from the from the jump to me, the the quality was right up there. Like it was sort of, you guys were going at it. Um, you guys started very well um, and then Perth came back. But tell us about it. How did you feel? How did you feel from a team perspective? Obviously didn't get the points, but it was a close. It was a close game, which is all I can ask for as a fan sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Well, I feel like we shot ourselves on the foot on this one. I mean, we started out strong, set the tempo to start the game. Obviously, the talking point of the night was uh, Usher having 35 points and and putting on a a dominant performance. They shot 12 of 25 from the three-point line. So whenever that happens, it's hard to win. But we just were sloppy with a few things that that hurt us uh, at the end of the game. Some, Some lazy fouls. Uh, some tur- easy sloppy turnovers. I had two, one I threw out of bounds and one I threw to the other team for an and one. And so in, when you're playing on the road, especially against a high-powered offensive team like Perth, if you give up some of those easy ones, if you walk them to the free throw line and let them get comfortable, it's hard to win on the road. I mean, that place was rocking a sellout when they're getting in ones off my crappy passes off the baseline. It's, it's hard to win those type of games. And so, you know, we were down 16 points at one stage. We brought it back and in Jack Jumper's fashion. We gave ourselves a chance to win down one with 40 seconds to go. And, and hey, sometimes as the talent 
increases in the league, which I personally believe year in and year out, the talent is increasing. I mean, you've got Bryce Cotton saying it's the most talented uh, level he's ever seen in the NBL. The, the, the quality of athletes and the ability to jump, run, is definitely at the highest since I've been. Good players are going to make shots. Yeah. I mean, a minute to go, we're down by one, and Usher lines it up and, and says, this is my game. And, and so takeaways, don't overreact. Game one, it's okay. And then it's always a good awakening of there's some things we've got to clean up. Maybe we're not as good as what we thought we were. Learning how to win is a skill. And so it's always frustrating flying back on the red eye, some grumpy faces. <laughs> but we bounce back with a doubleheader this weekend. It's all about how can we improve. Yeah, for sure. And I was going to say, don't sweat that baseline turnover too much because broadcast almost missed it. I was actually like, I, I was like, I think I was looking at what was on screen and then at the very last second they cut back and I had to rewind a bit and I'm like, ah, that was Jack's bad, but that's fine. It yeah. happens, it happens. But yeah, like you said, I think Jordan Usher was the guy. Um, I just laughed at how energetic he was. Like he seems like he's always sort of always yelling, always doing something. Um, we've got some energetic guys in the league, but I don't know, like, Judging from what he brought game one, and I didn't get to see game two as close, but yeah, he's he's on 24-7, um, and yeah, he clearly, I think it was like 35 points on debut, so not a bad, not a bad effort for him. 100%. New Zealand cans. Yes, yes. Abercrombie, 400th. Not bad, hey? Not bad. Are you going to get to that? How many games have you played now? Oh, it was your big 150th. There you go. So you got, we should have shouted that out, to be honest. Um, yeah, so a week full of milestones, 150th for you, a few more for Tom Abercrombie, getting to that 400 mark, but um, just a legend of the game. And he started off with an Elliot dunk, which was quite nice, wasn't it? Just a nice storyline being written. Oh, that was incredible. I mean, to start your 400th game with an Elliot dunk, it was awesome to see him running back laughing. Like, wow, that was too good to be true. But credit to the coach and the draw-up. Uh, what a what a what a what a pass! What a play! What a plan! It was it was perfectly executed. It was a nice touch, wasn't it? Um, but Parker Jackson Carhart was the headline of that game. Twenty four points, and it didn't take long. I, I said at the start of the episode, round one's great because we can always overreact. We can always just like throw out these things. And Derek Rock is already la- labeling him as an MVP candidate, which I love. You know, you start that well. If you watch that game closely, you obviously see what he did. But hey, if he's an MVP candidate after game one. I'm fine with it. Just like it's just gonna be um, what he what he brings from now on. So um, I wasn't very familiar with his game before that, but yeah, he's announced himself pretty quickly. A hundred percent. I mean, he was definitely the star of that show. He's he's tough to guard. I mean, when he, he's one of those guys when he's making that three ball consistently, and you get switched onto him or guards are guarding him, it's almost like what do I do? He's yeah. gonna blow by me with his speed. He's hitting that little step back pull up. To be honest, it's frightening. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm yeah, frightened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and, and we're going to see uh, Jordan Crawford. We're going to see some games similar where, in practice, when he's hitting that shot consistently, there's not a lot that people can do. Yeah, no, hundred percent. You know, especially with these smaller guards, some nights if they miss their first two threes, it lets guys tag off them a little bit more and play with the length, and it's tougher. But if they hit that first two, then it becomes a matchup nightmare. Yeah, for sure. And it's worth noting that um, Cairns have so many... Well, they have a fair few injuries right now with, like, Tajima Cole, Taron Armstrong, Josh Roberts. I think Bull Cole even didn't play a heap. Um, so it's obviously going to be tough seeing what they're actually like, even though they got the first round loss. But Taron Armstrong, I'm waiting. I've told you I'm excited to see him play, so just hurry up and come back. I think he should hopefully be back this week or... 
yeah, I don't know if they play two games, but yeah, that's one I'm 100% looking forward to. But Sydney Illawarra, not sure if you saw it. I didn't get to see it all, but uh, if you did, great. Bro, I'll take this segment over right here because I did watch and there's particular games that you watch knowing that we're going to play them. You watch them a bit closer and a bit differently. Less as a fan and more as a, okay, what are they doing well? How are they doing this action? Sydney got the win, 96-81. And I tell you what, Jalen Galloway is playing some incredible basketball right now. He is thriving in a system that they were playing small. I mean, Denzel Valentine at the five. And they really? were pushing that tempo, switching everything, shooting threes in three, four, five seconds down the court. And they're playing a, at a tempo that's even faster than last year. And then I want to give a special shout out to Denzel Valentine because I think there's always this misconception about the translation of basketball skill. And so you can have someone like Ryan Bokoff who played in the NBA, high-level Europe, and then comes to the NBL, and people put this unrealistic expectation on guys to change their game, get more buckets, dominate a certain way. But that isn't how basketball works, especially when you're playing at the high end. So Ryan Brokoff came in, was a great defender, great offensive rebounder, and spaced the floor incredibly. And so that's his role. Now Denzel Valentine, he, I think he shot four shots for the game. And so he's someone that knows how to affect winning. He's been winning his whole career, but that doesn't mean he's going to come into this level and be able to ISO cook and get feet in the paint whenever he wants. He makes winning basketball plays, and I think he ended the game with eight points, uh, seven rebounds, and nine assists or ten assists. And that is winning basketball, throwing the extras, kicking it ahead, playing that Sydney style. And so I don't like this whole... You know, this expectation of certain guys doing certain things, they're disappointing. Oh, he's a high-level NBA player. He didn't score 30, but that wasn't necessarily their role, and that's not what they do well. And uh, this is something that kind of frustrates me when I hear people talking about particular basketball players. And so it's like he did his job. He got a win. He played a great game, and uh, he played a pivotal role in that win. And so, yeah, that was something watching the game that I noticed. He's a winner, and they're going to be tough to guard this year. Yeah, no, I think I think you said that well because it's almost like that unfair labeling of if you came from the NBA, then you have some expectation of just being like a a star from the moment you start playing in the NBL. But these people made the NBA by playing their own roles and playing their own ways. Like I kind of expected Denzel Valentine to have like ha- like he's gonna have nights where he scores twenty. He's gonna do all that. But when you looked at the box score, I was just like, yeah, like you said, like eight, seven, ten, or something, and few steals and whatnot but as it's people like that like as long as you get the win it's kind of just like well you can't really complain can you so um maybe if they start losing some games and things like that happen and he doesn't shoot the ball much hey maybe maybe you can say be a bit more aggressive um reminds me a bit like of mitch mccarran people have said him in the past just like take a few more shots and all that but these these you guys made the league and made it wherever you're going to go by playing the way you do so um yeah the, the game speaks for itself sometimes and so does the win column so that's what I took from that game. But I just wanted to touch quickly on um, their imports, uh, Illawarra's imports. So I think the pressure will be on them, just particularly Justin Robinson and Gary Clark. Um, both, I feel like, like, it's the same expectation with Gary Clark. Like, he's been in the NBA. He's been around that, so people probably expect a bit more than seven points on debut um, in 27 minutes. But at the same time, you've got to find your feet in this league. Like, you're not going to come in and just be like, hey, cool, this is easy. <laughs> It'll take care of itself. That's what I found. 
A hundred percent. I mean, shout out to Corey Homicide, but this ain't no cupcake league. And there's a reason he was saying that because it's hard to score, hard to score consistently. And uh, there's high quality Aussies guarding people every single night. So it takes some time to adjust. Melbourne, yep. 82. Adelaide, 74. United go up to 2-0. Adelaide, 0-2. It was a dogfight down there. Melbourne pushed it away at the end. What was your thoughts on the game? I think, like you said, Adelaide actually looked pretty good. Like, after coming off that loss, I was like, okay, we've got a game here, but then Melbourne kind of stormed away at the end. But the thing that I noticed, especially at the start, was, like, how good Isaac Humphreys looked. Like, he seemed like he was, especially in that game one as well, like, he was kind of, like, the only, one of the only positives from that. He did the same in this one. But he only played 13 minutes. So I don't know if there's, like, some maybe like an injury restriction or something. Like, like I can't remember his last injury or what the what the go with was that stuff. But he looked great. And I was like, where's Isaac Humphreys gone? So give me more Isaac. Um, but yeah, I don't know what was the go there. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I have no inside scoop on that one. But I, <laughs> I feel you. I think right now he's been that consistent staple of their team. They've been vocal, uh, public, about searching for another import. Mm. I think, personally, they probably need someone that has the ball in their hands, can play the pick and roll, be an aggressive scorer, someone that can come in and average 18, 19, 20 points. And and, uh, someone like Milton Doyle, I think, would be honestly would be perfect Mm. for their team and and fit in nicely in that situation. Lucky we got him for two more years. But (laughs) for Melbourne, to go up 2-0 on the uh, first week, aggressive Delhi seems to be working. Luke Travis is playing well, and... uh, and uh, shout out to Melbourne because they deserve it. And then the final game, which I think is what is beautiful about basketball and beautiful about preseason, is Southeast Melbourne beats Perth 110 to 99. And this is why you can't look too much into anything too early in <laughs> in the season, right? Because Perth plays an, an incredible game, beats the Jack Jumpers. Southeast doesn't play well at all, loses to Melbourne, comes out. They both look like two completely different teams. Benny Air again playing well, but the whole Southeast uh, Melbourne team, I mean, they were up by 28 points in one, at one point, and, uh, and it goes to show that it's a volatile league. You have to stay uh, you know, cool, calm, and collected. But it's also what makes watching every single game so epic and exciting mm. because you never know what you're going to get. No, it's so true. And I had a few people say to me about this one because I couldn't watch the whole thing. But a few people said to me, like, don't pay attention to that box score because this game was not close at all. Like, it, like it may look, it's only like 11 points at the end. but um, And that Phoenix scored 38 points to 12 in that third quarter, which I found, I was like, damn, all right. And I think Ben Air. Our man hit that a three on the buzzer and kind of just was like, okay, this one's over. So, um, But like you said, it's just like a bounce-back thing. That's the beauty of playing two games in one round. Um, ben Henschel, loved what I saw from him, even if it was a blowout at stages, but I think he got most of his points when it was still close in the first half. So um, He didn't play a single minute in um, game one, I don't think. And then for no. some reason, John really was like, hey, get in there, young fella, and he scored 24 points in 24 minutes. So... I hope we get to see um, just as much of him as we did in that game. I tell you what, uh, bloody impressive. Every any time that your name is put up with the greats, I mean, there was a graphic made. I think youngest debut uh, over twenty points since you know uh, Joe he's up there with Joe Ingles, who had a twenty-eight on his debut. So anytime your name's being mentioned with those, it's always an awesome moment. I hope he's feeling good about that and can carry that momentum over in the future. So it's an exciting round one. You know, we had the ladder there, which doesn't mean too much yet, but it's 
good that basketball is back. <laughs> I couldn't ask for anything more. That is our round one game recap. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Now, Darren, who are you going to be hyping up? Hype someone up. I just want to hype someone up. Go on a bit of a rant. Anyone that's caught our attention, just give him some love. Well, I'll tell you what. When I was thinking about this, there was so much good... Like, it felt like there was so much good basketball purely from the fact that it was back. So I had a hard time picking who I was choosing for here, but um, I'm going to have to settle... Uh, not settle, but I'm choosing Dally because... Just the aggressive one. It was a storyline coming in. The fact that he just didn't really care. I think he was like 6 of 18 in the last game, 7 of 20 in the first. Um, I was almost finding it comical how confident he was in shooting that rock in the Adelaide game. Like It kept it kept bouncing back to him. And he was like, nah, I'm letting this thing fly. So um, I was trying to think of like the perfect word to describe maybe where he's at in his career. And I, I feel like it's unfazed. I think he just doesn't really care right now. Like He knows how good he is. He knows... Um, what an impact he can make as a scorer now. So he's just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. So I love that part. Um, I'll let you go first, but exciting news, I have a bonus hype up as well. So you go first, then throw it back to me. Wow, a bonus hype up. I know, well, I know. From, I'm excited for that. For my hype up, I've gone in a bit of a different direction. Uh, my hype up is good old Darren. And let me, let me, let me explain why. Let me explain why, uh, audience, because... We are really excited for this season to start, but we're also very, very excited for this podcast. And we've been going back and forth. Darren's been working hard on the, on the social media, you know, on the Shooters Pod. We've got a beautiful little sheet here of going, what's going on, you know, but we're really, really excited for where this podcast is going to go, where it's come from, the season. We're trying to organize uh, episodes that are coming out every single Thursday morning. And so we're just excited. We want this podcast to be one of the, the most listened to NBL podcasts in the next couple of years. And so I'm excited. I'm grateful for, I'm hyping up, sorry, I'm hyping up Darren. He's work ethic, his he, commitment to the podcast. And I, I'm just excited to be here and I'm excited to see where this thing's going to go. And so I'm hyping up Darren, I'm hyping up this podcast and I'm hyping up you guys who are listening because I'm excited. Thursday morning episodes, this is going to hold us accountable because we're putting it out there in the public, but I'm hyping it all up. I'm excited. No, I like that. I mean, you caught me off guard, but hey, you've got me excited for the podcast as well. But no, I think, like you said, I think we've got something pretty cool going on here. Um, we, we hope to record more episodes and, you know, obviously the timeline and our schedules make that hard. But we both, I think the main thing is we both just enjoy it, which is all you really need with stuff like this, with projects like this. So, yes, I think we've got a good opportunity. Um, and it's funny that you did that for me because um, my bonus hype up was actually you, but it was your on-court ability. It was not your, you've got a great off-court ability. Um, no, but I, I, I messaged you as well, but uh, your last five minutes was great. Like, I just really, um, in that Perth game, I just really enjoyed watching, like, all the little things you did. And my favorite part of it, was because you made a point last season when we were like a bit of a season in review. I think I asked you what what's one aspect of your game that you're wanting to work on, and you said I want to get more assists. And you had what did you have? Yeah, there you go. So you had twenty two points, five rebounds, five assists, and I love that. So I was like, five assists, definitely my favorite part of the game. So credit to you. You didn't get the win, but you know you, you got to pat yourself on the back as much as you athletes. Um, probably you know. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Physical pat on the back there. But, you know, that, that's my hype up. So what a, what a great occurrence here. Just giving there each other go. some Look love. At the, the connection right there is on point. I appreciate you though, man. It's good. It's good. We work hard. It's always good to see some personal benefits. And, mm. and even though we didn't get the win, I can carry that momentum over for the future. And uh, let's, let's just keep trying to get better. But I appreciate you. 
Hundred mm, percent. And then um, as we we're watching that game as well, even even Jess was watching that last five minutes. Was like, was that Jack? Was that Jack? And I'm like, yes, that was Jack. And she's like, and she was like half celebrating as well. So it's a family affair over in this household supporting you. So there you go. Nice. I love it. I love it. Well, that's a perfect way to transition into our grateful for. Wow, this is a negative space. I'm just gonna start chucking up random things I'm grateful for. This is incredible. This is the best yeah. grateful for I've ever heard. And I think my grateful for is going to get you a little excited. Is it me? Week. A little bit. Nothing too <laughs> crazy, but a little bit excited. But I am grateful for my house, you know, my new home that I own. And being able to kind of start building towards a studio is something that I've been working towards slash dreaming about for the last five, six years. And so now I'm in the process of making it happen. I'm loving it. I'm grateful for it. And I'm, uh, I'm very lucky. That's great. That's great. Um, what's your favorite part of your house, do you reckon? What's, what's the one thing that, or maybe like a project besides from that um, sort of like studio type setup you were talking about? Uh, to be honest, it's nothing in particular. It's just the feeling of like pride and care you have for the house. It feels different when you're cleaning it. It feels a little different when you're, when you're taking the trash out and, and you're wiping down, you know, just small things and picking things up and, and doing all those little things just feel more meaningful. And so it just that and then when you're building something in terms of designing a room, buying something to put here, you know, it's long term. And so that just feels a lot better. Mm. I actually, I actually totally get that because there's been a few people that have been like, what's the most part of your, uh, well, like what's the most thing you're looking forward to about moving into a new home? And I didn't really know how to answer it besides from, I was just like, I'm looking forward to keeping it more clean or like more organized. Like I didn't really know how to express that. But like you said, it's like a, you have a different element of care because it's actually yours. And, um, yes, I a hundred percent get that. But it's funny because my I wrote down grateful for I'm just grateful for like the stages in life. So that that is exactly what you were talking about. The houses, the the marriages, everyone's having a wedding these days. We've both got one coming up. Um, but it's just cool, like just embracing um, different change in your life and um, the house stuff. It's kind of daunting at times when you just like your whole routine is going to change. Like even things like I don't know, I have to drive to work now instead of walking and stuff. Mm. But the fact that you can just you can just embrace that stuff and it's fine to change. So um, I have to find a new hairdresser. How like that you, that stuff? It's just like that's just I don't know. You're used to these things that are really not that big at the end of the day. But you know you got to embrace it, and I think it's cool reflecting on the different stages in life you go through um, with your loved ones and all that as well. I love that. We're going to have to in a couple of weeks get a little hair check and see how the new the new <laughs> hair is looking in comparison. And hopefully, it doesn't we won't have to you know give you the feedback, the constructive feedback of oh maybe you should go back to the old barber. Hopefully, it's uh, we love the new barber and and you're looking sharp. That'd be disappointing, wouldn't it? That'd be disappointing. Very good. Last one. Some listener questions. I had one I really liked. Um, Jaron Hugan sent through. He was just like this is obviously towards you, not me. But one player, past and present, that you wish was your teammate. It's probably hard to think about one player, but if you've got some names, I'd love to hear them. No, no, I've definitely got some names. For me, the past one, and we're going to talk NBL here, not NBA, but uh, past one, would I wish I could have played with Andrew Gaze just for a season. And the reason I say that is only one season because he takes all the shots and he shoots the ball every time he touches it. But two is I would love to see his ability I'd love to learn from him see what his daily processes are like what his mentals like how he trains how he works out and then look notice his footwork and so I would love to learn from 
one of, if not the greatest Australian scorer of all time. And so I'd love to have one season. I wouldn't want that much more than him. Uh, but Andrew Gaze. And then current... Mm. Ooh, it's a good question. Yeah. I think on court, I love people that, that are dogs. So, you know, anyone that kind of is that, like, that Delhi, Shea Illy, um, guys like that, dudes that play hard. Finn Delaney is someone I'd love to, to practice with every day because, you know, we'd make each other better. And so anyone that's bringing that energy, playing hard, Anthony Drimmick would have been my question uh, answer last year, but I, ma- I made that happen. And then I got a few friends that I would, I would obviously love to play with. Like I would love to play with Benny Air at some point, Nick Marshall at some point, Alex Madronia at some point, Isaac Humphreys again at some point. These dudes that are like close off-court friends would be guys that one day, if we can make it happen, would be a dream come true. Mm, yeah, no, I love that. Alex actually was very kind to me at media day uh, when Cairns rolled in. He was just like, I don't know what he said, but he's just like, he, he started mentioning our podcast and the content I do and stuff just unexpectedly. So you always love that stuff. You, um, you, you do. This week. You're in Melbourne. Not yet, but you will be. And you're also going to be there filming games. Is that correct? That's, that's exciting news. I'm putting the house aside. It's, it's, took, it's taken priority over one week, so... We're back to normality where basketball is on top of that uh, pecking order. Nah, not really. Just let's go. Just... I like that. So we're going to be in the same building. The shooters are both going to be doing their shooting thing, and it's going to be an exciting game too. Arts in Melbourne, there's no better place to be playing, and there's no better place to be getting a win. Maybe there or Perth. Uh, you know, so, so it's exciting. It's a good yeah. week. Have you got anything coming up? Anything planned? Besides from that, not really. More house stuff. Gonna you just you know slowly do that. Um, I will say, don't get confused if you do look at the baseline and you see my brother as well. He's gonna be at that game as well. So you're gonna see two of us. So you might see two of us in person, which um, many people haven't actually done. So mm. you can validate there's actually you know uh, two brothers out there and not just one of us running around because we do the exact same thing. By the way, I absolutely love that. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed. Season 2, Episode 6, the new little layout for the season. We're going to be talking a bit more basketball, but we're always keeping it light. We're always having a laugh. And most importantly, we're checking in on how each other's week were. But keep hitting us with any questions, following that Instagram page and letting us know what you enjoy listening to, what you'd love for us to talk about. But Darren, it's been an absolute pleasure. Have you got anything before we leave here today? It has been a pleasure, and I was just going to say, even if the audience didn't enjoy this this much, I did. I enjoyed catching up, so at the end of the day, that's all that matters. As long as you did as well, we're happy. So, round one, basketball's back, and that brings us positive spirits. Boom, let's go. We'll see you guys next Thursday.